0: The following is a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network, powered by Anchor. You are listening to Andy on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Bleeker, and Pocket Cast. However you listen, wherever and whenever you listen, thank you for tuning into the program tonight, and you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter, it is at all Andy Alfred. It is at All Andy Alfred and Facebook.com slash all Andy Alfred. It's been a while since I've last been with you here in the Man Cave Studios. Of course, the last time we spoke, we saw the collapse of Lydia Ko and the Marathon Classic. We saw the new champion, Daniel Kang, get crowned as the Marathon Classic winner. And boy, howdy, has times changed. We're back to playing sports. We have a winner in the Western Conference in the NHL. And who would have thought it would be the Dallas Stars? The Lightning and the Islanders playing tonight, The Stanley Cup final could start on Thursday. Please, let's have this go quickly so we can start the next season. That would be so needed. Because after all, the NFL is back. And the typical LOL Lions are back. And the pathetic Browns are back as well. No college football yet, but Notre Dame is playing and the Reds are close to making a playoff spot while the Tigers are the Tigers and the Indians are somewhat staying with it. But the White Sox are still prevailing in the Central? Wow. Who would have saw that coming? Me. So get ready. Open up a bottle of Oktoberfest like I have in my room tonight. Because it is time for All Andy Alfred. Guess who's back? All Andy Alfred. Yes, and a shot and a goal. More runs in the span of really a
1: shutout. Awesome. Dumbino! A hip to a homeboy. Go home, Jacks! That's way back! Put some extra relish on
0: my hot dog. Bear down, Chicago Bears! Choo-choo, it's time for
1: all Andy Alfred. It's been a while since I could. Dan tonight as oh,
0: I love you guys and welcome back in to another edition of All Andy Alfred right here on your exclusive home for me, and that is the Anchor Network. And you're listening to me on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you get your podcast, wherever, whenever, and however you listen to our show. Thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. As you can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy It is at all Andy Elford, as well as facebook.com slash all So welcome in a lot to get into tonight. Of course, we'll talk about the Stanley cup playoffs as the Tampa Bay lightning and the New York Islanders are playing as we speak or as we're doing in the show tonight, as it is game five for them, but, uh, champion has been crowned to the Western Conference and you'll hear my opinion about that as well as you know we've gone through the whole jacket season in the playoffs we'll talk about that briefly and um, discuss that um, as well as what we look forward to for this upcoming season uh, also we'll dive on to the diamond as the Reds are only a half a game out of a wild card spot but there are a now only four games out of a playoff spot. Who would have thought? Uh, the Indians continue their, their ways as they struggle against Minnesota. That They are on the north side of Chicago tonight. The Tigers finding their rhythm. We'll talk about that as well. As well as Notre Dame football. And talking a little bit of college football as well. As we are waiting on the announcement tonight on the big 10 and hopefully we get the announcement while we're doing our show tonight. Uh, it would be cool to, to break that to you guys. Um, unconfirmed reports are saying that we are going to get college football back in the big 10. Uh, looks to be either between an eight and a 10 game season. Uh it's going to be interesting to see how that's all going to shape up, but, uh, we're going to first start off with the national football league. And, you know, it has been a trial and tribulation season for the National Football League. And we haven't even, we're just into week one of this season starting. And it is proving to me that this is going to be an interesting year. The first few weeks are going to be interesting, in my opinion. The first few weeks are going to be interesting because with no preseason games and no... No real competition, really, between teams right now. It's it's going to just prove what is going to happen. What's going to happen? But we can all make mention of this right off the bat. The Lions are still the Lions, and again, this is going. I know a lot of you are waiting for this rant tonight. I know a few people wanting to hear me go ballistic tonight. And I'm just going to let you know you're going to get your wish because this is this is a travesty, what we witnessed Sunday at Ford Field. The start of the brand-new season for the Detroit Lions with a fully healthy Matthew Stafford, a fully healthy team, a better offensive line. To help Matthew Stafford out. And they capitalized on that. Three quarters of the game was dominated by the Lions. They were up 23-6 to six at one point in this game. And in the words of the former coach from Arizona, The Bears are who we thought we were! And we let them off the hook! 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter by this quarterback who barely makes it out. Barely makes it out of training camp. Nick Foles should have been the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. But Mitchell Trubisky... Mr. it to the left when the receivers to the right drives his team, throws three touchdowns in the third quarter alone, in the fourth quarter alone. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this clearly. The Lions gave this game up. They gave This game up to the Bears. But it's typical Lions. It's typical Lions. Now, there is a lot of bright spots in this season. But if this is going to be the same thing as what it's been for the last, like last year with us winning up of the seven seven games last year, We were leading in the fourth quarter. We give it up late. If this is this again, don't sign me up for this season. I will pass entirely. These, I am more frustrated at what this team did in the fourth quarter than anything else, the overall day was good. Adrian Peterson being cut from the from the red from the Washington football team he gets cut by them. The lions sign him he has a breakout day fourteen carries for ninety three yards as long as it was twenty one for the day Stafford tremendous throughout the day he was 24 for 42 297 he had one touchdown and the one interception he threw cost us the game cost us the game now I'll get to what you're all wondering about with the final play of the fourth in the in the with less than a minute to play my take on that but That right there doesn't make up for the fact that you blew the game to the Bears. To Trubisky, who was 20 for 36, he had 242 yards, three touchdowns. Our run defense is terrible. I'm going to say that. Trubisky ran three times for 26 yards. Cohen, seven carries, 41 yards. Montgomery, 13 carries for 64 yards. That's over 130 yards right there. Amendola, good day on the receiving end. Five catches, 81 yards. I like TJ Hawkinson. He's a dominant player. Five catches, 56 yards, one TD. Marvin Jones, four catches, 55 yards, no TDs in the game. On the Chicago side, Miller, four catches, 76 yards, one TD. Robinson, five catches, 74 yards, no TDs. Moody, three catches, 38 yards, no TDs. Jimmy Graham, three catches, 25 yards, one TD. The final play, the second to final play, when he had the ball in his hands and he dropped it. That was the that was a bit of me that said, "You know what? That's just typical Lions football." And unfortunately, I I have to say that out loud, that's just typical Lions. We always seem to choke it away. And this is not just Lions football. This is all the way around in Detroit sports. You go back we'll go back to few we'll go back a few years. Here the Tigers plenty of times to win a World Series have choked it away into the World Series. The Red Wings in two thousand nine against Pittsburgh choke it away. The Pistons. Well, I can't say about the Pistons because the Pistons are terrible. But they keep choking away. And now the Lions keep choking it away. These division games are critical. And they just choke it away. And if he would have caught that in a, in a touchdown, you know, this show would have a different angle and a different view tonight. It totally would. It totally, totally would. I mean, you would have me in a better mood, better mood, better understanding, you know, comfortable somewhat. But no, no. Lions had 25 first downs, the Bears 26. On third down, the Lions were 6 for 16. The Bears were 2 for 11. The Lions had 426 total yards of offense, 288 through the air, 138 on the ground. The Bears, 363, 214 through the air, 149 on the ground. Eight penalties, 77 yards from the Lions. You can't have that. You cannot have that. The Bears, six penalties, 48 yards. The one turnover was the interception that cost them the game. I don't care what you guys say to this. The, the, the miscatch at the end zone isn't what kills me the most. It's the fact that you throw the football with, on a third down, on a third and six, with tons of time left to go. You know what you do, right? It was 226, 2.36 left to go when they got the possession at third and seven in the fourth quarter. They throw a pass. It gets deflected and intercepted. I'm watching the game, and I immediately said, well, that's it. They lose. I literally walked away. I said, I'm not going to watch the end of it because I already know what's going to happen. And sure enough, I was goddamn right. They choke it away again, again, for the home opener. Give the Bears their fifth win in a row against the Lions. Haven't won an opener. I mean, they won an opener last year. But, you know, well, they haven't won an opener. My apologies. My producer's telling me. They haven't won an opener in a long time. You gotta go back to 2016 and since the last time that the Lions opened up at home and won at home opener. But hey, I'm, at least we're not the Browns. That right there, the Browns. Now let me get to the Browns here in a second. Here browns here. Six points. That's all they could muster was six points. Six points. And that was only in the first quarter, and they got shut out the rest of the way. Lamar Jackson is for real. He is the MVP for a reason. But I'll say this just to be just to be cautious he is the cover of Madden so let me let me put that out there for you Jackson threw three TD passes in the game no interceptions as they routed the rounds 38 to six Lamar Jackson 20 for 25. 275, three TDs, no interceptions. His QBR rating is a 94.1. He also ran the ball seven times at 45 yards. Mark Ingram had the leading cut touches with 10 carries, 29 yards, no TDs. J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State lit up the Browns. Seven carries, 22 yards, two TDs. Brown, five catches, 101 yards. Snead, the 4th, 4 catches, 64 yards, 1 TD. Andrews, 5 catches, 58 yards, 2 TDs. For the Browns, Mayfield, 21 for 39, 189, 1 TD, 1 interception. His QBR rating of 33.3. Kareem Hunt, 13 carries, 72 yards. Nick Chubb, 10 carries, 60 yards. Jarvis Landry, 5 catches, 61 yards. David Njoku, 3 catches, 50 yards, 1 TD in the game. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., 3 catches, 22 yards, no TDs. Hoover, 2 catches, 15 yards, no TDs. Overall team stats look like this. Browns had 21st downs to the Ravens, 23. On third down, the Browns were three for twelve. That's atrocious. Baltimore six for eleven. Browns zero for three on fourth down. Why? The the fake punt was the stupidest idea I've ever seen in my entire life. And they capitalize. And Baltimore capitalized on points with that. The Browns had three hundred and six total yards of offense. 168 through the air, 138 on the ground. Baltimore had 377 yards of total offense. 270 through the air, 107 on the ground. Eight penalties, 80 yards for the Browns. Seven penalties, 66 yards. Three turnovers for the Browns. It looks like they know where Arby's is at because they're making those turnovers. Two fumbles, one interception. One fumble for Baltimore for one turnover. The Browns lead in possession at 30 minutes and two seconds, but the Ravens 29-58. So the Browns go to 0-1. Ravens go to 1-0. and And we all... There's a lot of me that knew that the Browns weren't going to win week one against Baltimore. I... I I, I knew that they weren't going to win. I, but I thought at least it would be competitive, but it wasn't. And that's what really hurts me the most. It wasn't really competitive. Let's recap the rest of week one. And it started off on Thursday night as Houston played Kansas City. As Kansas City lifted the banner. In Kansas City, a big 34-20 to 20 win over Houston. On Sunday, you saw Seattle beating Atlanta 38-25. to 25. Circle the wagons for the Bills. A Winner 27-17 over the J-E-T-S. Sucks, 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 Jets. Green Bay goes into Minnesota, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers again, folks. Look out. Green Bay's back. 43-34 was the winner. Cam Newton and the new New England Patriots open their campaign season against the Miami Dolphins. And Cam, a great showing for him. He gets his first win as a Patriot by beating the Dolphins 21-11. to 11. How about the Eagles? Dominating the game, and you let Dwayne Haskins and the Washington Football Club come roaring back and beat the Eagles 27-17. to 17. Vegas gets their first win as the Raiders. They score a 34-30. Jacksonville, a winner 27-20 over Indianapolis and Phillip Rivers and the new Indianapolis Colts. Gardner Minshew, a good outing for him. Joe Burrows, a great outing, getting his first touchdown. And you know, they did pretty, pretty well until the fourth quarter, when that kid missed the extra point and now he's injured he's injured for the rest of the season but the chargers getting a big win come into cincinnati with a 16-13 win san francisco falls to kyler murray and the atlanta and the, excuse me in the arizona cardinals 24 to 20 and then we get to the big primetime games so now this is the th- well let me get let me recap the rest of monday night monday night Doubleheader, Pittsburgh, a big 26-16 to win over the G-Men. And then Tennessee getting the gritty win in mile high and beating Denver 16-14. Let's get to the big show. The th- two big games, of course, the America's Game of the Week, which is Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. A good showing, the return as it is Tom Brady TB and TB with Gronk and Crew Scotty Miller the former Bowling Green State University Falcon wide receiver and I'll tell you you know Brady did not look like Brady in week 1 He did score first Tampa Bay did score first on a nine play 85 yard drive but it was all New Orleans after that, as they beat Tampa Bay 34-23, to Brady 23 for 36, 239 yards, two TDs, two interceptions in the game, uh, Jones the second, 17 carries for 66 yards, it was Goodwin with six receptions, 79 yards for Tampa Bay. For Drew Brees in the New Orleans Saints, he was 18 for 30 for 160 yards, two TDs in the game. Uh, Murray, 15 carries for 48 yards. Cook 5 catches, 80 yards in the game. Camaro with a touchdown, two touchdowns. Um, Lutz with a field goal. Jarvis Jenkins on the interception run. Manuel Sanders, Will Lutz. Yeah, it was all New Orleans in this one, 34-23. And so, you know, Gronk wasn't relevant in this game. I looked up Gronk's numbers. Two catches, 11 yards, no TDs. Leonard Fournette, one catch, 14 yards. Scotty Miller, five catches, 73 yards. One of Tom's go-tos. He is the Julian Edelman for... Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Solid. So Tampa Bay falls to 0 and 1. New Orleans goes to 1 and 0. Then we get the Sunday night's game as it was the Rams, the LA Rams welcoming in the Dallas Cowboys to the new SoFi Stadium. SoFi Stadium absolutely looks gorgeous. It is the biggest stadium in the National Football League. Seats 94,000 comfortably. Over a hundred thousand, if you count, if you make it for a concert and events on the main floor. It's a five billion dollar stadium, and the Rams christened it with a big win, twenty to seventeen. It looked like Dallas was going to be dominant for the game. The first half was all Dallas, you know, and and, and the Rams kept it close, only down by one at halftime. But then Dallas just wasn't Dallas. They couldn't find the offense in the second half. Prescott, 25 for 39, 1 TD in the game. Jarrett Goff for the Rams, 20 for 31, 275 yards. He threw one interception in the game. Uh, Zeke, 22 carries, 96 yards, one TD in the game. Murray Cooper had 10 catches for 81 yards. For the Rams, it was Brown with 18 carries, 79 yards, two TDs in the game. Woods on the reception end, six receptions for 105 yards. So the Rams a big win 20 to 17 and if you look at the standings right now I'll say this Riverboat Ron and the Washington Football Club lead the NFC East with a perfect 1 and 0 record every one of the other teams have a losing record at 0 and 1 So that's the recap of week 1 in the NFL. Week 2 begins Thursday night with a battle of Ohio. Yes, I said that right, a battle of Ohio. As the Cincinnati Bengals take on the Cleveland Browns 8:20 on the NFL Network, they're going to have 1600 fans in attendance at Cleveland Browns Stadium for the Browns home opener. Burroughs versus Mayfield Landry and Crew I'll take the Browns to get the win. I think the Browns will get the win in Week 2. You'll hear all my predictions for Week 2, the rest of the Week 2 games, on Friday's edition. Yes, Friday's edition! Volume D the right here on the Anchor Network, and that's where you're listening to the show tonight, right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and where, whenever you're listening. Thank you for tuning in. And now let's dive into the college spectrum. Yes, we're going to talk some college football. You're going to hear my take on the whole Big Ten situation as well as Notre Dame's big home opener against the Dukies. All Andy Alfred is brought to you in part by my good friends at the Libby Factory Outlet Store in downtown Toledo at 205 South Erie Street. It's that time of year again, my friends. Fall is in the air, and the fall products are out. Whether you need your beer glasses for that special tailgate, those pumpkin spice items to smell up your house, Libby has got you covered. Visit their store in the Warehouse District, 205 South Erie Street in downtown Toledo. Libby Glass, setting tables right for more than 100 years. Yes, visit my friends down at the Libby Factory Outlet Store, in downtown Toledo, of course, as you're listening to All ADL for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And now let's talk a little college football. What? College football is back? You wouldn't know it from all the teams that are not playing here in the Big Ten region. Of course, the news coming out of Today is that a source from Nebraska, an official leaked a uh, source coming out saying that that a possible decision regarding college football and them coming back to playing is supposed to drop today. College, the uh, the chancellors, the presidents of the universities have all met, they've all taken a vote. We don't know what the results of the voting is as of yet. However, we're supposed to hear a decision on that sometime tonight. It might happen while we're doing this podcast. It might happen after our show has ended and taped. Um, Stick with us on our Twitter account which is at all 80 alpha as well as on our Facebook page for new information but this is a a good source from uh, i I heard this source this afternoon and then I heard it and then I had to confirm it so it looks how it looks to me right now is that we're gonna get a we're going to get a decision on football Re- regarding football. It looks to be there being an 8-10 to 10 game season. And there's teams, schools that are going to vote no on this. We are, I already have my predictions. The five schools, I think five schools are going to vote no. Rutgers, Maryland... Northwestern, Michigan and Michigan State. I don't want to be that person to you you Michigan fans, but i I have that feeling that they're gonna pull the trigger and they're not gonna play this year because of the fact that they are a health school, and I think it's in their safe in their safe interest. I think it would be best for business for them not to play. So, but we'll see. And if it is those four schools, then you have 10 other schools that want to play, and you play those 10 games. I mean, everybody will play each other once in the situation, then. Playing this up. But regarding of college football, the only team in the area that is playing is Notre Dame. And for the first time in its historic career in college athletics, a school that has always been an independent when it comes to football is no longer independent anymore, my friends. They are now a part of the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC has welcomed the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. And by the way, 10th ranked in the country is Notre Dame. And they beat Duke their first ACC opponent 27-13 to 13 on Saturday. Now I watched this game from start to finish. That was one of the games I did not want to I bookended to watch from start to finish. Because I want to see if Notre Dame is for real. When they get that 10th ranking. You're thinking. Oh you know. That's that's typical media. To give them the 10th tenth ranking. In the overall country. They look good. But I, I have some questions. On them. Ian Book coming back. For his, his junior season. On a rainy Saturday afternoon. Taking the Irish. To the field. It's South Bend, looked pretty good. He was nineteen for thirty-one, two sixty-three. He did throw an interception. He has one. He had one touchdown in the game. Uh, uh, Williams nineteen carries for one hundred and twelve yards, two TDs in the game for the Irish. Uh, on the receiving end, it was Williams with uh, two catches, also ninety-three yards. Davis, two catches, 26 yards, one TD in the game. Uh, For Duke, it was Bryce, who was their quarterback, 20 for 37, 259. No TDs, no interceptions. QBR rating was a 66.3. Jackson, 15 carries, 52 yards. Uh, See, Bryce also ran in for one touchdown, nine carries, 20 yards. Uh, Pacol, three catches, 76 yards. On the receiving end. Gray five catches, 68 yards. Calhoun, five catches, 62 yards overall. Uh, so the Irish a a big win. They go one and Uh looking at their team stats overall. Uh Notre Dame 7 for 16 on third down. Uh two for two on fourth down. For the uh for the Dukeys, they were four for fifteen on third down. 0-for-1 on fourth down. The Irish had 441 total yards of offense, 263 through the air, 178 on the ground. For Duke, they had 332 yards of total offense, 259 through the air, 73 yards on the ground. Uh, Both teams had four penalties. The Irish had 39 yards of penalties. The uh, Dukies had 31 yards in penalties. Two turnovers for Duke, one turnover for the Irish of Notre Dame. So the Irish... Going to 1 0. They'll welcome in South Florida on Saturday. 2 30 kickoff on the USA Network. And uh, that should be a good game to watch. Uh, let's see if they're actually, they can continue their winning ways. Looking at top 25 other games, it was North Carolina, a big win, 31 to 6 over Syracuse. Uh, how about the Raging Cajuns of. Louisiana getting a 31-14 win over Matt Campbell and the Iowa State Cyclones. Unbelievable. Uh, Oklahoma, a huge win, 48-0 over Missouri State. It was uh, it was um, Texas, a 50 three win over UTEP. Uh, Clemson, the defending national champion, is the number one team in the country. A big 37-13 win over Wake Forest. Unfortunately, FIU and UCF were postponed. For week two, week three looks like this going forward. Uh, Saturday slated games, other than Notre Dame playing USF, Cincinnati plays um, Austin Peay State University. Uh, It will be Oklahoma State taking on Tulsa. You have the Raging Cajun playing Georgia State. Uh, UCF is at Georgia Tech. Uh, Appalachian State is taking on Marshall. 3.30 kickoff for that one. Uh, in Clemson, it will take on CNT. Four o'clock kickoff. The big primetime game will be 17th-ranked Miami taking on 18th-ranked Louisville. In the that game, uh, 25th-ranked Pitt welcomes in Syracuse at noon, as well. Those are the top 25 games. So, uh, no, no news yet uh, regarding the Big Ten. As I'm doing this college football thing. But here's the, the rankings look like this. Top 25. Clemson's at one. Uh, Alabama has not yet played, but they're number two. Georgia's three. And not Georgia's three. Oklahoma's three. Georgia's four. Florida is five. LSU is six. Notre Dame is now seventh ranked in the country. Eighth is Auburn. Ninth is Texas. Texas A&M is 10. Oklahoma State, 12. North Carolina, t- North Carolina 12. Cincinnati, 13th. UCF is 14th, Tennessee is 15th, Memphis is 16th, Miami 17th, Louisiana 18th. The Raging Cajuns are 19th ranked in the country. Um. Yeah, and there is no Big Ten schools in this ranking because they're not playing yet. And they're losing money and they're losing ratings. ESPN announced that their ratings in the Midwest market dropped. The only dropped by 67.9% this past weekend because no college football in the Big Ten. It's going to catch up. The revenues are catching up. Michigan announced the other day that they're going to lose $100 billion if football is not played this season at the Big House. Can't have that happen. You can't have that. You, You cannot have that happen. So it's up to the board. It's up to the presidents and the chancellors. But we'll still see. We shall see. As you're listening to All-India for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in to the podcast tonight. And now let's hit the diamond really quickly. Let's talk about the Red Legs and talk about the Tigers and the Indians as well. We're getting close. We're 2 weeks away from the end of the baseball season. So it's time to hit the diamond of course and the big news coming out today is that Major League Baseball is, is going to be going to bubbles in the playoff series and uh uh it's going to be interesting. It really is going to be interesting. So the division series after the first round, so the first rounds It's going to be interesting because there will be two teams from each division that will make it, and two wildcard teams. So of those eight teams, they'll be playing their first-round games at their home ball – the higher seats will play at home ballparks. And then after that, the division series will be looking like this. The AL division series will be in San Diego at at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles while the NL Division Series will be played at Globe Life Stadium as well as Houston's Minute Maid Park. And then the Championship Series and the AL will be played in San Diego's Petco Park, and the National League Championship will be played at Globe Life Stadium. The overall World Series will be taking place at Globe Life Field in Arlington, which is a retractable roof stadium with artificial turf that opened this year adjacent to the old bar park, Park, which is the ballpark in Arlington, in Texas. So I, I I like that they are going to go with the bubble situation where it comes to the, the division and the championship series. And then the first rounds, uh, with everybody playing is going to be the higher seeds are going to have the home field advantage, which I like. I like, and we'll get Nick's opinion about that next week on on All because We're going to have him on the program. I just think it's. Um, it's interesting to see how it's going to shape up these final two weeks of the rest of the baseball season, because it is a it is a barn burner to the end, folks. We're getting we're getting down to the end of this season, and you've got some good races. You got some good races. However, we've got teams that are not going to go anywhere, and we'll start with the team up in Detroit. Absolutely got swept by the White Sox this past weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They were outscored in the weekend series against the White Sox. 5-23-5. Lose game one on Friday... Four to three, gets shut out in game two of the series. Fourteen to nothing. I felt like I was watching the Bears and the Lions again, watching the Bears and Lions preview. And then Sunday they fall to the White Sox, five to two. Now they've got the Royals for two, and then the Indians for four. And this game actually has just gone final. The Tigers do blank the Royals tonight, six to nothing, at Comerica Park. But I mean, anybody could be Kansas City. Like Kansas City and Pittsburgh are the two worst teams in the league. If you can't beat those guys, you got problems. So like I said, they have the Royals tomorrow, four against the tribe, then they finish and those are the final four home game the final five home games of the season for the Tigers. Then they go to Minnesota for two and they finish up in Kansas City for four. Now on the other side of the lake. Yeah, the Indians. The Indians are on the north side of Chicago right now getting ready for a series against the Cubs, a two-game series against the Cubs. They just were in Minnesota and were routed by Minnesota. They lost Sunday 7-5. to Saturday they lost 8-4. to And on Friday night, they lost to the Minnesota 3-1. to They have two against the Cubs, those four against Detroit, and then they finish off... With a somewhat ske- easy schedule to end the season, you got four against the White Sox and three against the Pirates. Now the White sox are no easy pushover. And by the way, right now, bottom of the eighth inning, the Indians are down to the Cubs five to three. Getting to that schedule to the s- schedule right, the standings right now, the White sox are 31 and 16 in first place. Minnesota's in second at 30 and 19, two games out of first place. Cleveland 26 and 21, five games out of first place. Detroit 21 and 26, 10 games out of first place. Uh, Kansas City 20 and 29, 12 games out of first place. In the AL East, Tampa Bay is the surprise 31 and 17, winning the division right now. The Yankees 27 and 21, four games out. Toronto 26 and 21, four and a half games out. Baltimore is 21 and 27, and Boston 18 and 31, 13 and a half games out of first place. in the West, Oakland is 30 and 18. Houston 23 and 24. Seattle's 22 and 26. The Angels are 20 and 28, and the Texas Rangers are 17 and 30 overall. The American League postseason looks like this. So the top division leaders are the White Sox overall leading in the post-season seedings. The Rays are second. The A's are third. Fourth is Minnesota. Fifth is Toronto. Sixth is Houston. And the two wildcard teams are the Yankees and the Indians. On the outside looking in are the Mariners at 22 and 26. Baltimore at 21 and 26. The Tigers who are 20 and 26. Angels at 20 and 28. Kansas City, 20 and 28. And then you have Texas and Boston, I don't think they're going to catch up. They're not going to catch up. But they don't think they're going to catch up. So, I say that. Let's go to the National League. And let me talk to you about a team out of the lower half of Ohio in the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, my God, last night. Let's talk about last night's game. Trevor Bauer is absolutely a stud on the mound. He went six and a third. It was a doubleheader, by the way. Six and a third, four hits, one run. That run was earned. He gave it off on a home run. Two walks, 12 strikeouts. His ERA is a 1.71. He gave up that home run, and it was it, it it hurt. Moran. His eighth of the season. But it was Votto getting his eighth of the season, but Tyler Stevenson coming in on a pinch hit in the bottom of the seventh inning to hit a walk-off home run. And to get the Reds a 3 1 win over Pittsburgh in game one. Inglacius got the win. He's now he's now three and three with a three point five zero ERA. Howard the loss he's now two and two with a three point zero six ERA. Then we get to game two. Reds smoked him. Nine to four. Good win, his sixth. Votto, his ninth. Mike Moustakis, his fifth. All homers for the for the Red Lakes. Bell, his seventh. Hayes, his second of the season. All for the Pirates. Descrifani started for the Reds. He went four and two-thirds, seven hits, four runs. All four were earned, one walk, seven strikeouts. He gave up the two home runs. However, it was Romero with the win. He goes down to 1-0 and with a zero ERA. The loss goes to Turley. He's 0-2 with a 4.96 ERA. He went two-thirds of an inning. In the back half, one hit, two runs. Those two runs were earned. One walk, one strikeout. The one home run to Mike Moustakis. Keller started the game for the Pirates. He's He went three innings, pitched two hits, three runs. Those three runs were earned. Four walks, four strikeouts, two home runs hit in the game. So the Reds, a big 9-4 win in game two. A big uh, come-from-behind win. In game one, three to one tonight they beat the Pirates four to one. Lorenzen gets the win, he goes to two and one with a four point five six ERA. Musgrove the loss, he goes to zero and five. The five point seven four ERA. Garrett the save, his first of the season. Um, Tucker Barnhart his fourth of the season. Uh, no home runs hit for the Pirates. Lorenzo went five innings, four hits, one run. That run was earned, no walks, six strikeouts. His ERA of 4.56. Musgrove went five innings, six hits, four runs. Those four runs were earned, one walk, eight strikeouts. One home run, his ERA of 5.74. So going back to what I was saying, the Reds in the division race. Here's the division race in the National League. Central division looks like this. It's the Cubs at 28 20. St. Louis is twenty-one and twenty-two, four and a half games out of first place. Cincinnati is twenty-four and twenty-six, five games out of first place. Milwaukee twenty-two and twenty-five, five and a half out. Pittsburgh is now fourteen and thirty-three; they are thirteen and a half games out of first place. And by the way, they are the worst team in all of Major League Baseball. National League East: Atlanta is twenty-nine and twenty, Miami is twenty-four and twenty-two, three and a half games out. Philly is twenty-four and twenty-three, four games out. The Mets are 21 and 27, 7.5 games out. Washington is 17 and 29, 10.5 games out of first place. The West seeds, the Dodgers, cruising right now at 33 and 15. But the Padres are right behind them at 32 and 17, a game and a half out of first place. The Giants are 23 and 24, out. Colorado is 21 and 25, 11 games out. Arizona 17 and 31, 16 games out of first place. And regarding the postseason seedings. As of right now, it looks like this. The Dodgers have the number one overall seed. Chicago is two. Atlanta is three. San Diego is four. Miami is five. St. Louis is six. Philly is seventh with a wild card spot. And San Francisco is eighth with a wild card spot. Now, I say that because... San Francisco is twenty-four and twenty-three. They're a half a game in front of the Reds, who are twenty-three and twenty-six. But they're now twenty-four and twenty-six. So they're technically now in the wild card spot. Milwaukee is twenty-one and twenty-five. Colorado is twenty-one and twenty-five. And the Mets are twenty-one and twenty-six. So baseball coming down to the end. And by the way, for the Reds to end the season. They'll play one more tomorrow with the Pirates at 6.40 Eastern, and then they'll have a day off, and then it's a big three-game series against the White Sox, three against the Brewers at home. They finish up on the road in Minnesota for three games. So a big series, and um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how the end of this baseball season comes about because it will be interesting to see how – it all shakes out. And we'll be here for the ride right here on All-Indy Alfred. As you're listening to All-Indy Alfred tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And now let's hit the ice. We now have a Western Conference champion. We're looking for the Eastern Conference champion tonight. So we now hit the ice. And, of course, the big news is that the Stanley Cup playoffs are continuing on and the uh, Jackets are sitting at home eliminated now by the eliminated by the Tampa Bay Lightning in round 1 of the playoffs. Um I'm play some audio here in a minute uh from my reaction to when they got beat and um it still rings true today of what it is. So um here it is. Uh my feelings, my first reactions, my f- raw emotion, for when the jackets were eliminated by Tampa Bay just over a month ago. The initial reaction to the jackets—the jackets just lost game game five of the Stanley Cup fi- playoffs to the tr- to the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know. I just um just sick and tired of it. I really am. I have been on this planet for 30 goddamn years. I have been rooting for this team for 20 goddamn years. And typical fashion, you know, I I knew going into today that they were going to lose. And when they were down to nothing, I said, "Oh, well, that's it. That's got to be it." They rally back. They score four consecutive goals, and I, you know they reeled me in. They got me going, and then, but what 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 was the point? They just choked it away again in the third period, and then again, in typical jacket fashion, they choke it in the in overtime, and the season ends. And um, I'm just. I'm just sick and tired of it I I am sick and tired of it every damn year we make the playoffs Scooting last year which was a surprise because you know it showed that Tampa was not ready for us but every damn year we can't get the job done in a second round game and I consider the Toronto series a playoff game. I really do because we played the full length beat Toronto, and then we go to the second round which is the qualifying which is the quarterfinal round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And again we choke it away again. You know, what's the point? You know, we get I get my hopes up, you know, I see that, you know, that Pittsburgh's not in it. I see, you know, some of the big guns aren't in it and I'm thinking, "Oh my god, we have a we have an outside chance of doing something." And then look what happens. Absolutely! Look what happens. We fucking choke it away. This is a this is a series that you know we needed. We needed as a we needed as a team. You know, you know we. Need, I'm just frustrated. You know, you know I'm I'm here at my other job. I just listened to the game. I this is fresh take. This is honestly a fresh take, and I'm just sick and tired of losing. I am. I've been a fan of this team for 20 damn years. And being teased and tormented, and, you know, when are you going to win a Stanley Cup? When are you going to win a game that's meaningful? When are you going to. Look, I know this is bad. I know that we've lost today. But, you know, the sun will come up tomorrow, and, you know, the, se- the new season will start in December or January or whatever it's going to start. But the thing is. Today this one this game really bothered me. It's really really bothered me and you know I put effort and time and money invested into this into this team and what has it shown me? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely goddamn nothing. We don't know what the team's going to look like at the end of at the end of this. Uh they have to shuffle around some things, but uh, but, you know, the constant play of Felino keeps going. You know, goaltending, goaltending, goaltending is what they need. Corpusalo standing on his head again today. Merz has got to be better. Um, but, you know, after the first two lines, the third line is just absolutely atrocious. Third and fourth line. And, and Torch has got to be better than that. He does. And, um,. But th- but this game today and this series really bothered me. You know, I felt like we had the series. We had the momentum. And technically we played seven games, series if you count the overtimes. Then then yeah, it would be a a long run. But um fresh take right here. Uh I'm just, I, I've been on this planet for 30 damn years and I am just sick and tired of losing. Honestly, I'm just sick and tired of losing. And here's the thing. When I said these co- quotes, you know, I, I, I mean it. I really mean it. I've been on this planet for 30 goddamn years. 30 years. I've been rooting for the Union Blue for 20 years. So it'll be 20 years this upcoming year. I fell in love with this team after the Detroit Red Wings bought themselves a Stanley Cup. I told myself this is not the way that a, a team should win a Stanley Cup. They should build from the ground up. This foundation has been here. John Tortorella has got his team right where he, where they want to be at. They they can't, but they can't take the next step over. And you know, I I, I just I just don't understand it. I just don't understand why we can't get over the hump. Is it a curse? There's rumors that the building is cursed. There's rumors that the team is cursed. There's rumors all over. Okay. And, you know, but I am, I've been on this planet for 30 goddamn years. I've been rooting for the Jackets for 20 goddamn years. And I pardon my language, pardon myself for the language. But this is, this is passionate to me. I care about this team. I want to see this team survive and thrive. I don't want us to be uh, 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 an Atlanta Thrashers and move to Winnipeg. I don't want to see this team move. I don't want to see this team leave. I want this team to succeed and win. You know, but you know, but when, is, when am I going to get a chance? When am I honestly going to get a chance to win, win a meaningful championship? One time! Not 20, one lousy goddamn time! Can we just at least win to get to the Eastern Conference final? I mean, come on. That's all I ask. Get to the Eastern Conference final. Or get to the Stanley Cup final. Win the Eastern Conference so I can get at least a banner hanging over over Nationwide instead of about John H. McConnell. I want us to win a championship for the city, for the state. For, this, for the jacket universe. I want our team to be relevant. And not hear the countless jokes of saying, oh, you should move the team to Cleveland. Oh, you should move the team to this, that, and the other. No. I give up my podcast. I give up my left leg. I give up my firstborn son. To see the Jackets win a Stanley Cup. And so I could see Nick Foligno lift the cup and carry it over his shoulders. To see Cam Atkinson and Seth Jones and Zach Warinsky and Ryan Murray and all, and Jonas Korpisalo and Elvis Merlinkus and see John Torrello get another championship. That's all I ask. But, you know, we can always hope and dream. Wish and pray. But we just need it. And by the way, again, I apologize for the language on both for what I'm just saying now and what I said when they lost Tampa Bay in overtime. But it's still raw to me still. I won't get over that. I will not get over that. I will not. But we do have a team that has clinched. And the surprise, too. Uh the Western Conference champions are the Dallas Stars. They defeated the Vegas Golden Knights four games to one. You know, Dallas was not there in January. They were under five hundred in January. And then they rallied back and then COVID hit and then You know they snuck in and got into the playoffs. They're one of those wild card teams that made it in, and they're playing for a Stanley Cup. And I hope that they win it. I like to see the last time they won nineteen ninety nine. It's been over twenty years since they won a cup. I like to see them do it. And tonight you have Tampa trying to close the door against the Islanders. And right now as we're doing the podcast they're just starting the just starting they're in the middle of overtime right now. Tampa's up 3 games to 1. If Tampa wins tonight the Stanley Cup final will start Thursday. Otherwise, if the Islanders win, who I think should be it should be the Islanders and the and the Stars for the Stanley Cup because it'd be Dallas market and the New York market. I mean, that would be tremendous. Tremendous to see. But, you know, you know we shall see. We shall see. Big news today, of course, other than that, other than Game 5 happening right now, it's Peter Laviolette has been named head coach of the Washington Capitals. Um, that's that's a big move for them. Uh, also found out as well during this whole time off is that the NHL draft will be taking place at the end of the, the conclusion of this season of the the Stanley Cup playoff. And for me, the draft is the start, the kickoff to the next season. It really is. And, you know, we get to that. They're looking at the start of the season being between beginning of January, end of January. So we shall see. But hopefully... Uh, when we talk to you again on Friday for another edition of All in Offer, we'll be talking about Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final or Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals, what we shall see as you're listening to All in Alpha Offer tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And now it's we have come to the end of our show tonight, so let's do and Andy rants that must need to be said tonight.
1: So that's going to wrap it up for all Andy Elford tonight, actually. Um, we are going to um, save the Andy rants that we taped for Friday's show. Um, I'm, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's program. Um, remember to follow us on Facebook, which is all Andy Elford. As well as on Twitter, which is at Ollie and D Alfred. So, until I talk to you guys on Friday, a special edition of Ollie and D Alfred. I'm AD Alfred. I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you root for at home, and to my teams. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great night, everybody. I'll talk to you guys on Friday for another edition of Ollie and Alfred. Love you. Talk to you guys then.
0: This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network powered by Anchor. You have been listening to Andy right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Leaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. And remember, you can follow Andy on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at AllAndyElford. Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. Podcasts are posted every Tuesday and Friday right here on the Anchor Network.